Hey, hey, this is the Michigan Football Rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer, and this is the Big Game Pre-Game Minnesota. Hey, guys, before we get into it, go ahead and check out all my uh, social media accounts. I'm on all of them, X, Threads, uh, YouTube, uh, uh, Instagram, and Facebook fan page. And to be quite honest, man, I think I have some of the best memes in the biz uh, they're edgy, they're cutting, they're funny, they're everything you would want in memes, and they're and they are topical and they hit hard. I think so. Go ahead and share with your friends, get them out there. Um, guys, just continue to hit me up on Apple Podcast and Spotify with reviews and things like that. If you do, please uh, just uh, screenshot what you did, uh, whatever review it is on Apple Podcast, and. Uh, hit me up on the DM with your, with the screenshot and your name and address, and I'll send out some stickers and some uh, wristbands. Uh, I got more stuff coming. Uh, I'm pretty excited about what could happen. I haven't really nailed down this one thing yet, but it's getting very close to being a very exciting thing. So I can't wait to share that. Uh, so now that we get to that out of the way, let's get into to the cult leader, the cult leader and his team, Minnesota. Uh, I have to say, I did not think that Minnesota ran the ball as well as they do, right? So that made me a little concerned when I saw the numbers. And then I was looking, because this kid, Taylor, he's from Michigan, so I don't know why Michigan passed. Maybe, you know, since we've got Cole Cabana and we have so, I mean, we our running back room is so deep right now. So maybe that's why we kind of passed on this kid. Or maybe he just didn't want to be a part of it at all. But anyways, this Taylor kid. The last name Taylor. I think it's Darius Taylor, I think. I could be wrong, but anyways, he has eight uh eighty-seven rushes for five hundred and thirty-two yards and four touchdowns. Now, the one thing that makes me feel better about this is he missed last game with a leg injury. Now, unfortunate for him, obviously. I don't want anybody I don't want to revel in anybody's injuries. Uh but so I didn't I didn't even think they had a running back that would get over a hundred yards this season, you know after watching how they how poorly they ran against Nebraska, which is a good sign for us. But uh, he, he went over 190 twice. Um, now, obviously, with that, anytime you hear about these big numbers, especially at any point in the season, you want to think, well, who are they doing it against, right? Well, he, I mean, 198, um, 31 rushes for 198 and two touchdowns against Northwestern. Eh. I guess that looks kind of good compared to what Northwestern, how well they played against uh, Penn State for about three quarters, but still, it's Northwestern, not great. Eastern Michigan, he ran uh, 33 times for 193. North Carolina, 138 and a touchdown, and then Nebraska with one touch for three yards, right? So if he was if he's able to play it could be interesting for him to see what he can do but once again hasn't played a defensive line like we have um the greek kid i'm not even going to attempt to say this this kid's name their quarterback a uh, decent decent i mean not great but you know 745 yards passing so far for the year five touchdowns but more importantly thrown four interceptions and has been sacked six times so what that screams to me is that offensive line is garbage. They can't they can't protect him, and when he when and because of that he's making poor decisions and he's throwing interceptions. So, which is a great sign for us considering 
how much, like, considering the uptake, like the uptake in our, our edge rushing, <laughs> that it just keeps getting next level. Each game just getting better and better and better. I mean, even Braden McGregor himself talked about, uh, like, how now he's he's feeling like he can do anything out there, anything he wants to. He was a five-star. I know officially he went down to a four, but for a long period of time in his recruitment, he was a five-star. The kid was unstoppable, right? So for him to start to feel like normal again, and it's starting to show. He's starting to dictate things. I mean, look at this, the game against Nebraska. His one sack, he destroyed the offensive lineman. I mean, destroyed him. The fourth down that we stopped and we stuffed, he was the reason why he pushed his defend. I mean, his uh, blocker, and I don't know if it was a tight end, I think it was the tight end, blocked him straight into the quarterback, stopping any type of momentum he had on that fourth down. And then he blew up his, his, uh, blew past, I think, his, his blocker and tap and, blo- you know, and batted the ball in the air. So, which led to the interception. This kid is going to be dynamic, I think, by the end. By the time we're getting to the most important games of the season, the Penn States, the the Maryland's, and the and of course then Ohio, I think he's he's just going to be unstoppable. I mean, uh, I hate to say it because I I don't want to jinx it, but like uh, you know, um, oh, just shades of Hutchinson. You know what I mean? Oh my God, that would be amazing. But our so when you got an offensive line that has allowed six sacks uh, against not great competition, Nebraska, North Carolina, Eastern Michigan, Northwestern, and then a Louisiana, what are the, what's going to happen when they face our defense? And like I said, our defensive line is phenomenal. So even with this kid, the running even if the running back comes back, Taylor. Uh, yeah, he's had some good games, but he's not going to do anything against us. I mean, ask Rutgers guy Manungi or whatever his name is, and then whoever else uh, Nebraska threw at us with their 1902 rushing attack. Um, we're just next level, so I'm not really worried anymore about this game. Now, obviously, if Michigan doesn't show up to play and they jam their head right up their butts, yeah, we're going to find ourselves in, in a fight because P.J. Fleck, is just annoying enough and is good enough as a head coach to get his team up for this to make it kind of competitive if Michigan's not ready. But I I see our defense just making unbelievable plays that are just going to take us to the next level. Um, Offensively, I mean, I'm interested in... uh, one like there's a few there's a few uh keys to this game I think and one I just talked about which was the edge rushers against that offensive line right and I think we're going to win that hands down and then the other one is how is JJ and Roman Wilson going to do against this Minnesota defense now Minnesota's defense 11 sacks on the year eight interceptions okay they have this kid I think his name is Tyler Newbin I, I just it's T Newbin. I didn't. I don't care about their first names. To be quite honest with you, it's Newbin. Three interceptions though. He was shut down against Nebraska in the one game I did watch. But I mean, what does that mean? Nebraska has zero talent when it comes to passing the ball. So anybody could go out there and be a lockdown corner against Jeff Sims. I mean, what are we talking about here? So 
I'm curious about that. Eight interceptions. I mean, through five games, that's still pretty damn good. I mean, look at us. We have five over five. You know what I mean? So you got to take them seriously. Uh, I think they're going to – I think J.J. is going to have another great game. I think Roman's going to have another great game. I just – unless this Tyler Newbin has a jet pack that he can put on his body and be able to cover Roman Wilson, I don't think there's any chance that this kid even gets close to covering him. Because um, every time you look, Roman is just wide open all the time. I think this is uh, – well, I'll get to the stars of the game later, but – uh, I, I look for this to be a big game for Roman Wilson. Um, running wise, I just I think we're just you're going to see another solid performance from us. Uh, they allow as a defense 127 yards rushing per game. Uh, their total defense is 47th. They allow 361 yards total. Um, yeah, all right, not bad. I mean, not great though. So, yeah, I think you're going to see another solid rushing performance from us. Uh, probably 200 and something yards from probably three of them. You know, uh, divvy out the 220 between Corum, Edwards, and uh, and Mullings. You know, I think that's what we'll see there. You know, obviously probably Corum will have another three-touchdown day, you know. Um, all in the red zone, obviously. Um I just I don't see anything that Minnesota does that we don't do better and that we can't shut down easy. It just there isn't. There's nothing they do. And there's nothing that now I look at the numbers and I look at the competition that they've played. None of it makes me worried. Now, obviously, this is coming from the, the advantage or the point of view where Michigan comes to play the game. Right. They come to play like they did against Nebraska. We're walking out with the same type of score. I mean, yeah, I just I, – I really won't – there's nothing. I mean, the scoring defense, Michigan is number one in the country, allowing six points per game. And that's only because uh, we've had a shady fourth quarter, and that's because our, that's our backups. Minnesota allows 21. Okay, not bad. But, <laughs> you know, their scoring offense is 78th in the country. They only score or average around 24 points per game. We average 34. So even if we hit our averages, let's just say it's an awful game by our defense, and we just hit averages, both teams, we're winning by 10. You know what I mean? So I'm not really worried. I just, I mean, hell, man. This is going to be a great game for us because we're going to pound them. I I really believe in. What's great is everyone knows I don't like P.J. Fleck. I find him super annoying. I find... Because in general, it's very funny with me because I walk a very thin line between stuff that I really like and stuff that I find super annoying. And it's usually the same shit, but it's that thin line, you know? Like the team, the team, the team, love that concept, right? Love it, live by it, think it's the greatest thing for for a football team, so you all have to buy into it. P.J. Fleck, row the boat, drives me insane. I think it's the approach. It's how you do it. You know, it's only creepy when you're ugly. When you talk to girls, it's only creepy when you're stupid, right? And that's, for me, P.J. Fleck is just creepy. He, one, he's too bald. Is that a thing? Can you be too bald? Can your head be too shiny? Can you look like every uh, police sketch of every um, 
perv, you know, every like me too guy that's ever been and still not look like every me too guy that's ever been. Yeah, I mean, that's PJ Fleck. Like he is so goddamn annoying. Row the boat is just the cringier version of the team, the team, the team. <laughs> it just, it, it's a thin line and it goes to show like here, this is the perfect example of why PJ Fleck so fucking weird and annoying is this is such a row row the boat thing um he has a offensive coordinator and his name is Greg and let me spell that for you H A R B A U G H now everybody listening that sounds like Harbaugh doesn't it no this motherfucker pronounces it Harbo <sighs> That is the most PJ Fleck thing you could possibly do. You go out and get a Wish brand Harbaugh. You can't even, it's not even pronounced the same. Spelled the same, pronounced differently. That's like going out and getting like beer, like 3-2 beer, but it's like the can and it just says beer on it. You're not getting Coors Light, you're getting beer. It's just annoying. It is so Wish brand. Wish brand Harbaugh for the most cringy, creepy coach out in the game right now. Um, <laughs> it's just so annoying. And I understand that it probably sounds very hypocritical. But trust me, ladies who listen, and there's I know there's a few of you out there. You can agree with me. It's only creepy when you're ugly. And everybody, no matter how good looking you are, there's always somebody who finds you ugly. It's just like this guy, he is just a creepy dork. And when you're a creepy dork, you can't have the team, the team, the team. You have row the boat. And it's the same concept, but it's just dorky and cringe. So and there's my rant on PJ Fleck. I can't wait to say more later if he says anything stupid. But I think Michigan's going to blow this team out. I, I think look for a replay of what we did against Nebraska. My score for the game is 42-3. to three. My stars of the game, um, get ready for it. It's going to be McGregor, uh, Josiah Stewart, and then Roman Wilson. I, I just, I'm expecting a big dominating performance from our defensive line this game. Because, like I said, that offensive line can't do anything, can't protect the Greek kid, and can't, and because of that, that Greek kid can't stop making uh, bad decisions. Five touchdowns to four interceptions, sacked six times. Against inferior, inferior teams compared to what Michigan's going to bring to the game this Saturday night, right? So with that, McGregor, two sacks, Stewart, two sacks, and Wilson with another two touchdowns to finally put him up to 10, 10 touchdowns for the season. Um, This by far is going – this is actually kind of an interesting – Week for um, Big Ten football because there are two games this this uh, two games this week that I'm I'm going to be watching. I can't wait to actually watch. Really, um, and then there's a third one. This is kind of a, a smaller slate for the Big Ten. Most teams I think are on a bye this week, but you've got Maryland at Ohio. Can't wait to see what that is. Maryland always plays Ohio tough last year, especially. Uh, so I can't wait to see what. You know, this will really be the first real test for Maryland. 
and back-to-back tests for Ohio. So I can't wait to see how Maryland does, and I can't wait to see which octogenarian, octogenarian, what old person that Ryan Day is going to pick on this week. I can't wait for it. Very exciting. Maybe there's a concession guy or maybe there's an older guy that takes the tickets that really pisses him off this week. Or, you know, there's going to be somebody that he can easily punk that he's going to go after and then watch them Bob Barker his ass. Uh, So can't wait for that. Um, Then Rutgers at Wisconsin. I think Rutgers is for real this year. I can't wait to see how they do that against the number one team in the Big Ten West. Um, Because if the fourth best, actually the third, I guess you could make, Rutgers is still the fifth best team in in the East. I mean, obviously Michigan, Penn State, Ohio, Maryland, and then um, Rutgers. So if the fifth best team in the East punks Wisconsin at home, that'll be that'll say a lot about the West and why divisions in this conference are lunacy. Um, but I'm curious. I want to see how Wisconsin does. They their uh, their scoring offense is pretty de- decent. They they are more aggressive offensively now. So I, I'm looking forward to that. And then you have the a boring matchup, but still two teams that are high up in the West is uh, Iowa against Purdue. I mean, Iowa obviously upgraded at quarterback. Um, I do feel bad for Cade McNamara for hurting his leg. I hate to see anybody go out due to injury. I would have much rather had him get benched because of performance, which I'm sure was coming. Um, you know... To me, it looked a lot like a very Urban Meyer-esque injury when Cade went down. So, like, I'm trying to say it's fake. It did look that way, like he was staging it. But still, hey, you never know with knees. You never know with the leg. So, uh, you know, legit injury. I feel bad for the kid. I hope he comes back. I really do. I just I never I never want to see anybody get injured to ruin their season or career. Um, I think Purdue's going to win that one. Uh, I just think their offense is much better. And if Michigan State took Iowa in Iowa to the to the limit, then I think Purdue's going to win that one. Um, it's just an interesting week. I can't wait. There's a few games, that, like I said, I can't wait to watch this game. I think we're go- we're going to kick their ass. Uh, you know, it's going to be fun. So, guys, uh, get your stuff in for Big Ten Bitch Fest. Uh, it could be anything, man. Uh, even if you have a rant, because uh, this is the Michigan football rant. So if you have a rant that's not even really a bitch, just send it to me. You know, we'll we'll talk about it. I'll put it. I'll bring it up on the show tomorrow. Get your stuff in for, from tonight, um, guys. Uh, if not tomorrow, I'll do it on Thursday to give you guys some more time. Actually, to be quite honest, we'll probably do it Thursday. Uh, some stuff in the personal life has pushed the the show. The show dates a little back this week only because there's so much going on right now for me. Um, so Thursday, get your stuff in tonight and tomorrow for Big Ten Bitch Fest on Thursday. Uh, the last one I brought in a guest. I may do it again depending on this on on his uh, availability. We'll see. You know, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. So uh, let me know if you guys liked it. Uh, hit me up. DM me. You know. Let's do it. Let's have a great time. Let's really, guys, let's really enjoy this season because 
This is legit. Could be a national title season for us. And who knows with 2024 kind of uh, uncertain at this point with what the talent level is going to be. Solely based, I would assume, off of how well this season goes for many of these players. So let's just enjoy this one and really just revel in how great this Michigan team is. So, guys, uh, just to close this out, Michigan's going to win, in my opinion, 42-3. to uh, Stars of the game, McGregor, Roman Wilson, and Josiah Stewart. Uh, always and forever, guys, remember, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine, and always and forever, go Blue.